Well, this morning, we continue our series in the book of Proverbs. Uh, We will be finishing this series up uh, next week. Uh, Then we'll have the Sunday before Christmas. And then we'll have a couple standalone messages. And then in January, we're going to start a journey through the book of 1 Thessalonians, if you'd like to be reading uh, ahead. Well, as we were preparing the PowerPoint for today's message in the book of Proverbs, our subject is the fool. And so as we started to get that PowerPoint uh, ready, and I have an excellent administrative assistant. Uh, Jennifer just does a wonderful job for me. So I got the first run of the PowerPoint, and I looked at it, and this is what the title slide uh, looked like. Pastor Butch Pursley, fool. (laughs) I said, okay, that's not going to work for this Sunday. So we made a second attempt to make it look good. And it said, Pastor Butch Pursley, the fool. I said, that's not going to work either. But since that's what we are talking about this morning, we decided, you know, each week we have the series name and then the particular message name underneath it. We decided we'd just go with the series name this morning, uh, Proverbs, Timeless Wisdom. Right. So you see him coming towards you. Or it may be you see her coming towards you. You look for a way to escape. How can I avoid this particular person? Because though it cannot be read by everyone, as you look at that individual, like in large invisible letters plastered right across their forehead, it says, fool. We all have fools in our lives. And fools that we want to stay away from. And so as we look this morning at the book of Proverbs, we're going to see what it is, who it is, that the Bible describes as a fool. And then we're going to talk a little bit from Solomon's advice to us on how to avoid uh, the fools that are in our lives. There's an excellent book uh, written by uh, Jan Silvanus, and her title of her book is Foolproofing Your Life. If you haven't read it and you're dealing, you find after this message, yes, I'm trying to deal with some fools in my life, that might be a good book for you to pick up and to read. The Bible talks a lot about fools and foolish behavior. Actually, it's over 120 times that the Bible talks about this subject. So let's start with a description of the fool. How does Solomon describe the fool? Well, the first thing he tells us about the fool is that he talks a lot and does not listen. Talks a lot and doesn't listen. 
Proverbs 10.8. The wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. Several times in Proverbs, uh, Solomon will talk about the babbling fool. He just goes on and on and on. Proverbs 10.18. The one who conceals hatred has lying lips, and whoever utters slander is a fool. You know, the, the fool is the one who he wants the latest dirt on everyone, and he is going to be willing to share it everywhere he goes. Proverbs 12, 23. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. They spread their foolishness all around. And then in Proverbs chapter 18, in verse 2, it says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Uh, You've been around them. Their opinion is the most opinion, the most important opinion in the world, and nobody else's opinion matters. Right? The second thing that the book of Proverbs tells us about the fool is the fact that he is always right. He's always right, never wrong. Proverbs 12:15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs 13, 16. Every prudent man acts with knowledge, but a fool flaunts his folly. Proverbs 28, 26. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. He trusts only in his own mind, in his own opinion. Nobody else's matters because after all, he's never wrong. He's always right. Solomon goes on to tell us that a fool is one who loves to quarrel. He loves a fight. Proverbs 18, 6 and 7. A fool's lips walk into a fight. Now notice the picture being painted there. His lips walk into a fight. In other words, by the words that he is sharing, he creates a fight. He can't keep his mouth shut. And his mouth invites what? It invites a beating. He just can't help himself. He's encouraging people to just come and beat him up because he cannot control his mouth. A fool's mouth is his ruin and his lips are a snare. To his soul. The things that he says creates a trap for himself. Proverbs 20, verse 3. It is an honor for a man to keep aloof from strife, but every fool will be quarreling. So he loves to quarrel. The next thing we're going to see about the fool is he is reckless and careless. Proverbs 14, 16. One who is wise is cautious 
and turns away from evil. But a fool is reckless and careless. Uh, He sees evil and it doesn't even cause him to pause. He just moves on right ahead. Evil doesn't scare him at all. There's no wisdom there. Solomon also tells us about the fool, that he gets angry quickly. Now, we've done a message on anger, and notice that the fool is one who is going to get angry very quick. Has a short fuse, we would say. Proverbs 14, 17. A man of quick temper acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. Proverbs 29, 11. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Uh, the fool just explodes. He has no self-control. He is angry, and anything little can set him off. The fool, Solomon tells us, blames God for the things that do not go his way. It's never his fault. It's God's fault for any hardship, any problem that he faces. Proverbs 19.3. When a man's folly brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. Yeah, you know those people in your life, and you know, as I am talking and describing uh, this person that the scriptures calls a fool, I am sure to your mind there's someone's face that you see because these descriptions fit him to a T. But with the fool, nothing is ever his fault. There's always someone else to blame. And ultimately, it is God that he blames. Well, if God really loved me, he wouldn't have had me be born into this family. If God really loved me, he would provided a better job for me. If God really loved me, fill in the blank. He wouldn't let, fill it in. Because there has to be someone else to blame because nothing is ever his fault. And ultimately, that blame goes. To the Lord. To the fool, Solomon tells us, he enjoys his sin. Everything is a joke. Everything is funny with him. Proverbs 10.23 says this, doing wrong is like a joke to a fool, but wisdom is a pleasure to a man of understanding. Proverbs 14, 9. Fools mock at the guilt offering, but the upright enjoy acceptance. See, the guilt offering in the Old Testament was was an offering you would bring to the Lord. When you had sinned, you would bring this offering to the Lord, so it would be sacrificed for you. But what does the fool do? He mocks at a guilt offering. He doesn't need to be forgiven by anyone, and he certainly doesn't need to be forgiven by God. 
And those of you who bring this guilt offering to God, admitting that you have done something wrong, admitting that you have sinned, why, (laughs) you're crazy. Why bother? Either you really didn't sin, or who cares that you sinned? But notice Solomon says, the upright enjoy the acceptance. I am so thankful that as a Christian, we can bring our sins and our failures to the Lord, and we can ask for forgiveness as we confess our sins, and God grants us that forgiveness. Doesn't that make you feel, be filled with joy knowing that as the child of God, you can be in right relationship with him? And no matter what we have done in the way of sin as Christians, God is there to forgive us and to restore us if we are willing to confess and repent from our sins. But not to the fool. That's a joke to him. Proverbs 29.9. If a wise man has an argument with a fool, the fool only rages and laughs and there is no quiet. See, if you, you get in an argument with him, it's just a big joke to him. If he can poke you, if he can get you upset, if he can get you to explode and to join him in rage, oh, he's accomplished his goal because he thinks it's funny. I can remember years ago, when I was in the, the business world, uh, I had a guy who was working for me. And strange enough, while I was in the business world, I was also pastoring a church. And this guy was also a pastor. But he made it his goal every day that he came to work. And he told me this. He says, every day I come to work, I come trying to think of some way I can get you upset trying to think of something I can do that will get underneath your skin. (laughs) Well, for the fool, because he enjoys sin and everything to him is a joke, if you get in an argument with him, you're only giving him what he wants because he rages and he laughs. Solomon also tells us in his description of the fool that he repeats his mistakes because he will not learn from his past. He's going to repeat his mistakes over and over again. Proverbs 26, 11 says this, like a dog that returns to his vomit... Oh, there's a pleasant picture, right? Like a dog who returns to to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. He does it over and over and over again. Now, it's important for us to recognize in this description of a fool that all of us at some time have probably done something that's foolish. We're all guilty. 
at some point of doing something that the Scriptures would, be, would consider to be a foolish act. But in the fool, we're talking about an individual, that this is his way of life. This is his pattern. This is how he acts continuously. And that's the person that Solomon labels the fool. Well, let's talk about dealing with a fool. How do we deal with a fool? Because we all have fools in our lives. We all have fools that we are going to have to come in contact with, to deal with. So what advice would Solomon give us when it comes to dealing with a fool? All right, number one, realize you will never win with a fool. You will never win with a fool. Proverbs 26, 4 and 5. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Now, actually, someone uh, who claims that there are errors in the Bible, this would be an example of something that they would say is a contradiction in the Bible. Why? Because Solomon says, you know, don't answer the fool. And then he turns around and he says, answer the fool. Well, Solomon is telling us that when we're dealing with a fool, that there's no way you're going to win with the fool. Because if you don't answer the fool, he's going to think that what he said is wise. And you have to warn him that what he's saying is not true. But if you do answer the fool, you'll end up becoming just like him because he's not going to give up and you're going to continue to answer him and you're going to end up quarreling and arguing with him. So there is no way that you can win with a fool. Proverbs 27, 22 says this. Crush a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain. Yet his folly will not depart from him. So what Solomon is saying is if you could break the fool down and crush him, totally destroy him, what's going to remain? His foolishness. It is not going to go away. So the first step in dealing with the fool is recognize that you're never going to win with the fool. There is no way to win with this type of individual, whether you answer him or you do not answer him. Even if you crush him, you're not going to win with the fool. So what do we do? Well, Solomon tells us then, stay away from the fool. Stay away from him. Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer 
Walk with wise people, not foolish people. Stay away from the fool. You are going to be influenced and you're going to become like the people that you hang around with. Now, parents, aren't we always concerned about who the best friends of our children happen to be? Uh, Aren't there times that we look and we would say, "Mm, I'm not sure that individual is going to be the best influence in the life of my child? Well, as adults, we need to recognize that if we are a companion of fools, we're going to suffer harm. And we need to recognize that when we walk with the wise, some of that is going to rub off on us and we will become wise. So try to be around people who are wise and avoid being with the person who is the fool. Next, Proverbs 14, 7 says this, Let the pres- leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. So leave him. When you recognize the, uh, the fool, when he starts speaking, just get away from him. You're not going to meet anything that's going to be productive and beneficial for you. Proverbs 17, 12 says this. Let a man meet a she-bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. Look at the word picture that, that Solomon is giving to us. Actually, in the Hebrew, this, this verse is like inverted. It says, meeting a fool in his folly is worse than for a man to meet a she-bear robbed of her cubs. Now think of that. Think of how you would expect a she-bear who has had her cubs taken away from her. Do you want to be around that she-bear? No, you're going to do what? You're going to stay as far away as you can. Now, let's imagine for a second that you're out walking in the woods and you would come across a little cub. Oh, isn't he so cute there in the pathway? If you're wise, what are you going to do? You're going to recognize his mother is somewhere around and I don't want to be here when she gets here. Solomon is saying to us, it would be better to meet that bear than to be around a fool. So stay away from the fool. All right, next advice in dealing with a fool. Do not try to change them. Do not try to change them. Proverbs 16, 22. Good sense is a fountain of life to him who has it. But the instruction of fools is folly. Instructing a fool, trying to straighten the fool out, is just going to result in foolishness. Proverbs 17.10 says this. A rebuke goes deeper into a man of understanding than a hundred blows into a fool. You know, a man of understanding, a man of wisdom, if you rebuke him, 
He's going to listen to you. He's going to care for what you have to say. But that goes further than a hundred blows that you can give to a fool. Proverbs 23, 9 says this. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the good sense of your words. Don't speak. Don't try to change them. Well, let's try to make this practical, uh, putting it in practice in our lives. Uh, and, and sometimes when I'm talking to individuals and they have fools in their lives, it can be difficult when those fools are family members. You know, I, I, I'm hoping uh, the, this morning that when I say that as we look at the description of a fool, you see that person's picture, you know, in your mind, you see that individual's face, that it's not the face of a close family member. Because that makes it difficult at times, very difficult to deal with that. But let, let's, let's assume that we have a family member. First of all, let me say to any of the young people that are here in our church, if you're not married yet and you start dating someone or you are dating someone who fits the description of this fool, run from that relationship. Run from it. Don't, I don't care how good looking they are. Run from it. Uh, I was sharing with my wife yesterday, and she said I should share this this morning, the story of a couple that a man is having a real hard time with his wife, and he prays to God, and he says, Lord, why did you make my wife so beautiful? And the Lord says to him, so you would be willing to marry her. But Lord, why did you make her so dumb so that she would be willing to marry you? <laughs> so, let me say this to you this morning. If you are dating someone that you would identify as a fool, run from them. Get out of that relationship. So don't be drawn in uh, by them. All right, now, let's assume they're already in your family. There's nothing you can do about that. Uh, you know, it's, it's been said we can choose our friends, but we can't choose our family members. So let's say there's a, there is a fool that's within our family. What do we do with them? One, don't be drawn into their foolishness. Do your best to not participate in their foolishness. Secondly, do not argue with them. You are not going to win an argument with a fool. You are wasting your words in arguing with a fool. 
You need to make your words few with the fool. And you need to keep them from drawing you in. Because there's nothing they like better, remember, than to draw you in. Everything's a joke to them. They will be very happy to get you upset and to get you mad. So don't argue with them. And then, of course, the question is, but what if I'm married to them? What if it's my husband? What if it's my wife who is the fool? I would recommend to you that you study 1 Samuel chapter 25 and read the story of Abigail and how she dealt with her husband who was a fool. Pray for your husband or for your wife or for your family member who is a fool. But be careful that you do not let them totally disrupt your family. And that's going to be their goal to do that. But do your best to live peaceably with them. The scriptures tell us that as much as lies in us, we are to live peaceably with all individuals. Now, before I close the message, I want to talk about the one that the Scriptures declare to be the ultimate fool. In Psalm 53, 1, we're told this, because the ultimate fool denies the existence of God. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. The ultimate step of foolishness, the ultimate fool is the one who declares that there is no God. God has put evidence all around us that he exists. And the person who says there is no God is a fool and will live his life in foolishness. See, God bears witness to the fact that he exists. Within you has been placed a voice by God, an inner witness that says, God is, God is, God is. All of creation is a picture to us that there is a God and that he exists. All of this did not happen just by chance. It is not all just random. There is a God. And to deny that God exists is the ultimate step of foolishness. But perhaps you're here and you would say, okay, I know that God exists. But you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You've never surrendered to the God of this universe to follow him, to worship him, to serve him. That is an ultimate step of foolishness. An ultimate step of foolishness. Because this life is very short. James tells us this life is just like a vapor. It's here for a moment and then it is gone. But there is a life beyond this life. A life that goes on for all 
eternity. Don't sacrifice all of eternity for foolishness in this world. Because what can compare to the life that God offers to us for those who will put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, who will turn from their sin and turn from their God. Compare that to anything else the world would offer to us. And anyone who accepts what the world has to offer is making a foolish decision. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and its practical advice and wisdom to us. We thank you for your love for us. And I pray, Father, that you would help each of us, that we might foolproof our lives. Give us wisdom and guide us. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.